Welcome to the Trading Psychology and Mindset Podcast. My name is Ash Playstead. I'm your host. Here's a quick bit about myself before we get started. Uh, I've been an active trader, researcher, and analyst for the past 25 years, uh, as well as coaching many other traders along the way. I'm a very curious student of human nature. Basically, I am fascinated by how our mind works. And I would say without reservation that understanding how to get myself and keep myself, may I add, mentally fit for trading was the pivotal shift that changed my trading life. Now, this podcast is all about providing real-life, tangible, and actionable steps you can take to get yourself mentally fit for trading success. Now, before we get started, be sure to head over to my website, uh, mindsetfitmethod.com, where you can check out more helpful content, plus subscribe to my newsletter, where I dive deeper into these advanced trading mental fitness strategies. Now, here's a question. Can success make you depressed? Let's head over to dive into this one and find out. Now, what happens when you arrive at what you thought was your destination in life, your destination in trading? What happens when you rock up to your eternal sunshine-kissed success and you feel empty inside? The streets don't seem quite as paved with gold as you had assumed they would be, so you've done well, really well, but still feel dissatisfied. What then? So in this week's podcast subject... I address the issue of disappointment. I would call it even hollowness that sometimes can track alongside worldly success. And I'll briefly look at why that disappointment and that dis-ease might happen and how we can help ourselves feel richer in many ways. So here's success in all its forms. Now, we're all encouraged to follow our dreams, right? Which is a good thing. But what if you don't like it when you get there? I'll quote James Bond creator Ian Fleming here. It's just so much dust, dear boy. Ian Fleming said that when he was asked what it's like to be successful. I think he was onto something. So I know what you're probably thinking, and this does sound like a real first world problem. Fair enough. However, let's talk a little bit more about that empty feeling that some folks, and I've seen this in trading, get when their success train finally pulls into the station and you know it seems disrespectful okay downright disrespectful to the millions who are starving dodging death daily or for whom a single drink of clean water would mean a beautiful day right but we have to bring it back to our own lives we have to deal with the problems inherent in our own situation in life and we all know that people can still become clinically depressed once and i would even argue sometimes especially when all their basic needs for water food and shelter are met so i've seen this in many people's lives that i've worked with enjoying success is a lot more difficult than many traders realize so that's why i decided to share in this episode three mindset tips i use when my clients are in this situation and this is the situation that emerges you know, right at the very start, we see trading as the solution to problems, the dream, untold wealth, freedom, and independence. But what if our dreams might actually lead to disappointment? What then? We're all encouraged to follow our dreams, I know, like I said earlier, but what if you don't like it when you get there? So 
part of my coaching job and my, my job as a mentor is to help remove obstacles to happy living and happy trading for my clients. So it's not a matter of happy trading being the solution to lots of other living problems. It's about them being aligned together. Now, while those people who come to work with me remain locked in past emotional conditioning or or haunted by low self-esteem and or some form of depression, or they are simply oblivious to their automatic caveman ways, their fight-flight caveman ways, they are captive to third world problems, even if outwardly they live first world lives. Now, once I help them overcome their emotional blocks, they may need, you know, my help to reconstruct pathways to trading success. This is generally the order that things come. You don't generally get trading success and then overcome your emotional blocks. You need to overcome your emotional blocks first. That precedes trading success, which comes later. And it's at this point that they, uh, you know, that very careful uh, aiming at the target is required, right? And I say that for one very good reason. Let's call it the hollow center of success. Now, every day in the gossip columns, social media, and, you know, that drone-like buzz of social media, we witness the fallout from the unhappiness of multitudes of what I would call millionaire malcontents. And many of these at one time or the other had expected all or at least most of their problems to vanish once their dreams had come true. We suspect, however, that they are somehow doing success in the wrong way and that just as youth is wasted on the young, wealth is wasted on the rich. Who's had that thought before? And often the rich, you know, they, they, they probably seem on social media to be wasted much of the time themselves. Maybe that's just me. Now, countless people are shocked to find that living the dream feels weirdly like climbing inside a fantastically decorated funhouse at the fair and discovering it's empty or hollow inside, even as everyone still on the outside clamors to come in and join them. So they chase down their goals on an unquestioned assumption that once those ambitions were realized, everything in their life would become wonderful in all ways for all time. So they became millionaires, won their gold medal, sold truckloads of their invention, got their novel to the top of the bestseller list, or they became a, you know, successful trader. And it felt fantastic for a while. But let me state this simply again, success does not equal happiness. So I think being rich, recognized by strangers in the street or respected by society was somehow not all it was cracked up to be for many people. Now, the guarantee of lifetime happiness that they had subconsciously taken for granted would automatically accompany their success just didn't materialize. Or if it did, it wasn't sustainable. And get this, many successful people report feeling happier in the days when they were still struggling for their success than after they'd actually reached it. How weird is that? But I see it quite often. And what's more, for some with a conscious, that festering, creeping, malcontent guilt starts to whisper to them, but this is what you wanted. How can you complain? Babies starve. People are out of work. What are you moaning about? Why do so many people find it difficult to enjoy success? And how can we as mentors and coaches change that? So here's three tips to think about. Tip one, it's important to distinguish between dreams and goals. When you've asked someone, you know, the miracle question, 
or have helped them overcome their problems and they're now free to thrive, not just survive, you're really only just starting. A client of mine who I'll call Meredith told me that she'd wanted to open an antique store, right? She was also trading, but she wanted to open an antique store. And I asked her, dream or scheme? She laughed, right? And then sighed, dream at the moment. It was a dream because she had not taken the trouble to work out any of the steps towards this goal. We worked together to turn her dream into a scheme. So I always ask my question, my clients this question, distinguish between your dreams and your schemes. Dreams only come true if you turn them into schemes. But what about the reality of accomplishing their schemes? Which leads me to tip two. Ask what daily life Think about what daily life will be like when your dream is realized. So to have expectations, we also have to have assumptions about the future. And those assumptions often lie hidden and unexamined. Now, I, in my situation, I would ask a client to describe in detail what they imagine life will be like minute by minute, day by day, once they have, for example, achieved their trading dream, or they might be looking to marry their dream partner, or create the income they want, or land a deal. So I might, I might say something like this, really think about that future now. You've achieved that goal you've been dreaming about for so long. What have you been imagining life would be like every day, once these goals have been realized. Now, had they been assuming they'd have no more problems of any kind in life, that they'd never be bored again, never feel anxious or worried about anything again, never be lonely, never have health problems, guess what? That's not the reality. And it comes as a real blow to some people to discover that even when they've achieved their dreams, they are still troubled by some aspects of life. So I'll talk to my clients about this and then we go to tip number three. Factor in the all-round sustainable life, okay? This is so important when you're building a trading life. And money and materialism don't necessarily make us happier or healthier over and above a certain point, right? And that point isn't that high, actually. There's a lot of evidence to prove that. So predicating success on any single factor when, as human beings, we still have other needs, such as to be stretched and challenged, is very short-sighted. So, you know... If one of my clients, and this is massively important, need for meaning was met through working towards their success goal in trading particularly, how is that still vital need going to be met once they've become successful? So when I'm helping my clients divide trading systems and trading mindset strategies, I try to factor in all the primal human needs. And the truth is we all have a variety of physical and emotional needs that can only be met properly from different parts of life. Trading won't fix all those things. For example, beyond the obvious need for water, food, shelter, everyone in the world has deep-seated needs for the following things. Attention, both to give and receive it. A feeling of safety and security in our lives. A sense of control over our lives. Intimacy with at least one other human being fun and creativity to make life enjoyable, Uh, challenge and development so we can avoid boredom. That's such a big one in trading. Uh, Connection to a wider community, again, important in trading, which can be very lonely. Some privacy and time to think about our own thoughts. A sense of status with a recognizable and appreciated role in life. A sense of competence and achievement to keep our self-esteem healthy. And we need to feel that life is truly meaningful so we have a real purpose to our days. Now, I train people 
to meet their needs in lots of different ways, okay? This means that they can avoid putting all their eggs in one basket, being the trading success basket. Obviously, that's the primary outcome which we work to achieve, but we work to get needs met in lots of other ways too. Whether it be finding a perfect partner, landing a dream job, making millions from trading, finding other hobbies and challenges and intellectual pursuits, all of those things. So it's very important to enjoy success as a journey, not a destination. This applies to trading as much as anything else in life. Now, we therapists, coaches and mentors, I hope, understand these needs very well, but many people still don't. Now, if you become successful, some of these needs may be met for a while, but many won't automatically be met just because you've reached a successful point in life. Life continues. You might have a huge house in the country, or you might have a swimming pool, or a fancy car, but unless you feel that your life has meaning, that you are being creatively challenged, that you are connected to the community and so on, you'll continue to struggle to feel really happy and may feel a really bewildering disappointment with your success. This is what I mean about, or I'm talking about when I say success depression. Now, success in trading certainly isn't a destination. It's merely a byproduct or to mix metaphors, a way station on the journey of life. Now, rather than stopping at some fixed and final success point, we need to take in its views and beauty, enjoy it, and keep moving on for a truly satisfying and useful life. The whole done and dusted thinking that goes hand in hand with traditional success thinking and the culture around that, it's an illusion. And you can help yourself see beyond that if you start to take this thinking on board. So I encourage you to think about a life of complexity, part of which is success in trading. That list of other needs, it's very important to have a plan that encompasses those as well. So I hope you've enjoyed this discussion. Trading is an amazing thing. We love it. I love it. You love it. But it's important to build a life around trading as well. So friends, come and see more. Uh, Now's the time to travel down your own road to self-master in life and self-master in trading. So I encourage you to come and learn. Go to my website, enjoy all the learning materials there. Learn what it takes to be mentally fit for trading. Make a move in the right direction. Take action now. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Trading Psychology and Mindset Podcast.